From VT Digger, I'm Mike Dougherty. This is The Deeper Dig. This week, Vermont has maintained the lowest COVID-19 infection rate of any U.S. state for most of this summer. And while some have speculated that's because of the state's small population, the country's leading infectious disease expert says the reasons aren't so simple. Well, good morning, everyone. As many of you know, we have a special guest today, so we're going to get started. On Tuesday, Dr. Anthony Fauci joined Governor Phil Scott for an update on the state's COVID-19 response. Dr. Fauci. Thank you very much, uh, Governor Scott. It's a real pleasure to be with you today, even be it virtually. Our data reporter, Aaron Patenko, was in the room. Fauci is a doctor, a medical doctor, who is the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He's kind of the leading medical expert on infectious diseases in the federal government in the United States. And he became famous, well, maybe not famous is the right word. He became (laughs) prominent early on in the pandemic for having a lot of strong words to say about the potential issues that the coronavirus could cause, while much of the other federal government response had been to downplay the worries and concerns about the pandemic. We don't want to wait until you get a lot of infections, because sometimes when you make a decision, to do something. And someone might say, well, are you overreacting? We got we to gotta lose that. <laughs> we got to start looking at doing things now in anticipation of what might happen. And we see him all the time on things like the national news. He does a lot of media. What's he doing at a press conference full of state officials in one of the smallest states in the country? Yeah. So Vermont has the lowest test positivity rate in the nation, except compared to the northern Mariana Islands, which is a very small territory that, you know, has a tenth of the population of Vermont. He said that what made Vermont so successful was what we did, for the most part, the uh, government response, but also the people of Vermont themselves. I believe strongly Uh, that if we do what you've been doing in Vermont, in the rest of the country, although it's different, as you well know better than anyone, that Vermont is different than other regions and sections of the country, but nonetheless, there are some commonalities. And if we adopt the commonalities that you've done, I believe that as we enter the fall and the winter, which will be a challenge because there'll be much more indoor activity as opposed to outdoor activity, that we can not only get through the fall and the winter, but we can come out on the other end better off than we went in. You know, on a, on a state government level, we ramped up our testing protocols by quite a bit, um, ramped up our contact tracing teams so that people with an infection would get interviewed and contacts would be reached out to to get tested themselves. We ramped up our medical facilities to prepare for an influx of cases, which didn't really get used in the end. Vermont also took a relatively fast track on closing things down uh, early on in the pandemic. When I compared Governor Scott to other governors in the area, Governor Scott uh, closed things like schools and restaurants at an earlier stage of our pandemic than many other state governments did, which probably contributed to the success quite a bit. 
As to the people of Vermont, well, we chose to wear masks even when it wasn't required of us. And we also stopped going out and doing things. We do see a significant decline in the number of people going to work, going out to social events and other things like that. When you look at cell phone data and location data from early on in the pandemic, he said that, you know, these things have enabled us to get to a point now where we're able to reopen and we're able to get our economy restarted and reopen businesses, reopen schools, maybe do something for restaurants or the hospitality industry. I was sitting here listening to the numbers that you said, and I would wonder if I could bottle that and take it with me when I go around talking to other parts of the country. I think one of the things you said in the beginning that's absolutely critical that I have been emphasizing now for some weeks, and that the success of being able to prudently open is the baseline from which you start. In other words, you are trying to open up, you're getting your children back, you're getting people back to work. When you have a test positivity of 0.2%, you are starting the game on your side. In terms of the test positivity rate, we are testing a lot of people and finding very few cases, which means two things. One, we're probably testing enough. And by testing enough, I mean if there's an outbreak or if there's an increase in cases, there's a good chance we'll catch it Hmm. before it becomes an out-of-control spread. And it also means that we have good reason to believe our case rate is low enough that we can reopen. Um, And those two things kind of work in combination where we can, you know, go, okay, our case rate is low. If it starts to jump up, we can think about slowing down our turn of the spigot, as Governor Scott often calls it, and close things down or increase our social distancing. But as long as it's this low, we can continue to leave things open and still have less fear and less uh, worry that there's secretly uh, an outbreak going on. You mentioned that among U.S. states, at least, Vermont has the lowest test positivity rate. But as we know, and as you know, as a data reporter, you've looked at all kinds of data sets about Vermont. Vermont is very often an outlier for a variety of reasons. It's just a very unique place. It's very rural. We don't have any cities. What did Dr. Fauci say about how Vermont's kind of unique circumstances relate to our success in containing COVID-19? I was surprised a little bit to hear Dr. Fauci say that Vermont's success had nothing to do or very little to do with its low population density. Fauci clearly believes that Vermont's success is due to its policies and the way it reacted to the pandemic. And he said that if other states followed Vermont's model, they also would likely be doing a better job of stopping the pandemic. I mean, some of the fundamental principles, regardless of your size, are things that would hold true. Because these public health principles don't really change. I mean, you can apply them to a different degree. But, you know, I've been speaking about the four or five fundamental principles when you're in a situation where there's active infection in the community, universal wearing of masks, keeping physical distance, six feet being the parameter with some variation, avoiding crowds, 
doing things outdoor as much as you can do indoor and washing hands as frequently as possible. Whether you are in Vermont or in New York City downtown, those things work. They work in states with small numbers like Vermont, and they work in states with big numbers like New York and Texas and California. So that's the reason why, as I was mentioning to Governor Scott a few minutes ago, that this should be the model for the country of how you've done it, notwithstanding that you're a small state, but it should be the model of how you get to such a low test positivity that you can actually start opening up the economy in a safe and prudent way. He mentioned New York City as a place that, you know, although they had a really tough time with the epidemic early on, they reacted very quickly to impose different restrictions and to beef up their health system to respond to the pandemic. And now they have a relatively low test positivity rate, although not as low as Vermont. And I guess that is at least one example of a very urban place that has had a response similar to Vermont and has had a similar successful ability to curb their spread. Although, of course, unfortunately, it was a little late. There was a period of time back then when more than 50% of all the infections and all the hospitalizations and even the deaths were focused around the metropolitan area of New York City. Now in New York City, they've got it right. They have their percent positivity, not quite as low as you all in Vermont, but really quite low to around 1%, which is that low baseline that I'm talking about. So it isn't a question of density or not. It's the question of what you did or did not do correctly. And from the numbers that I've seen, Vermont has done it correctly. He said, you know, population density is always a factor, but when you look at states across the country right now, even rural states are still getting hit hard by the epidemic in a lot of places, particularly in the South and Midwest. Right now, they've seen massive outbreaks and out of control spread. And those states were really actually what was responsible for the uptick in cases that we saw after the initial decline. You know, if you picture the curve of the pandemic since March, there was an initial bump in major urban centers. And then we saw an increase that seemed far beyond the first wave. I I don't like calling the second wave, but wave of the pandemic. And that was because the infection had spread to the South, to the Midwest, and also partly because of California's infections. We also see this even in places that were being compared to Vermont, like Hawaii, which also had one of the lowest positivity rates in the nation, shut down its borders relatively early on, just like Vermont, they had a high tourist population, so they had to take action to prevent that from becoming a problem. But uh, as they started to reopen, they saw uh, another wave of their own pandemic. Uh, So even though Vermont is similar to those other rural states in a lot of ways, it seems like there's been a a significant difference in the outcomes between Vermont and those more rural states. You said earlier that you were surprised that Dr. Fauci separated out these ideas of 
population density and kind of general rural isolation from our results so far in containing COVID-19. Why do you find that surprising? I think it's not so much that I believe that low population density alone is what made Vermont so different, but I think that low population density is part of what Vermont is and helped to create the kind of society that we have in Vermont that made us able to control the outbreak. Hmm. The fact that Vermont is small made everything seem more important. Every death, every case that happened in Vermont was blown up on the news and treated as a tragedy in a way that you'd see if we were New Zealand and not in a way that we were in New Jersey. (laughs) And that ability to kind of isolate the individuals in the pandemic might have made us feel a little bit more responsible as a community for being different and changing the way that we responded. This is just my personal opinion at this point. Right. But I think it it gets at something that I've heard other people talk about, which is just sort of the general demeanor of Vermonters being very community-oriented, something Governor Scott has mentioned multiple times in some way, shape, or form at some of these press conferences. Yeah. But I, I also think it's really easy for us to want to think that our success is because we're better and not because we started at a better place, if you know what I mean. Like, you want to believe that you got that A in class because you worked really hard and were really smart and not because the class was really easy. (laughs) (laughs) We also can't forget the fact that Vermont, while it's not the wealthiest state in the nation, has a relatively low poverty rate, which makes the epidemic easier to contain in a lot of different ways. We have less overcrowded housing, less homelessness, fewer people who would suffer from having to work from home or um, having to collect unemployment for a couple months. So they don't have to uh, continue to go out and work even when the pandemic is happening. I think there there's good reason why rural areas elsewhere in the country that are, have a comparatively higher poverty rate are suffering a lot more than Vermont is. That really stands out to me when I think of the infection in Tallahatchie Prison in Mississippi, where we have a bunch of Vermont inmates. The county around that prison has a life expectancy of 74 compared to Vermont's life expectancy of 80. And that's because their poverty rate and the social conditions in that county are not as great as we have it in Vermont. So I think it's also worthwhile to remember, you know, as great as we are, we also have some privilege. I want to talk a little bit more about this other kind of strain that I feel like kept coming up throughout Fauci's remarks. Throughout this conversation, he also repeatedly referenced the idea of complacency. At the same time that I'm giving kudos to Vermont for doing so well, the message that I'd like all of the citizens of the state to hear is that this virus is a formidable foe. You give it an opportunity to reemerge its ugly head, whether you're in the beautiful rural area of Vermont or in the middle of Manhattan or the Bronx, that virus is going to take advantage of that. So please, you've done so well, don't let your God down, because if we do, 
we are going to see surges that are going to put us back to where we were months and months ago. This becomes particularly important as we enter the colder season of the fall and the winter. So good question. Let's everybody keep our guard up and not be complacent. He's giving kudos for Vermont having done a good job so far in this, but also kind of warning that that could lead to complacency and that that could have risks too. What's he saying there? Yeah. Remember what I said earlier about Hawaii was being compared to Vermont in a couple of ways in that it was a touristy area with a lot of -of out-of-staters. People were worried about it, but it took actions early on and contained its epidemic and had a very low test positivity rate. And then it had a whole nother wave of its outbreak that spread far beyond its initial uh, level of the virus. No one's saying that that will happen in Vermont, but we don't have evidence that it won't happen in Vermont. We got here partly because we thought COVID-19 could never happen in the United States. COVID-19 is not coming here. We couldn't really imagine that things could get bad because we hadn't ever experienced that. And also because humans are natural optimists. <laughs> Vermont could still see, especially with the fall and winter coming in and the environmental conditions changing, the way that we run our institutions changing, the number of out-of-staters coming in changing, we could still see another wave of the pandemic coming in. Um, hopefully, when that happens, or if that happens, we'll use those policies that we have in place right now, and the testing, the mask wearing, the contact tracing, everything like that, to make sure that that outbreak is a lot less miserable than it could be. Thanks, Erin. Thank you for having me, Mike. On Friday, Governor Scott announced that the state was taking new steps to reopen businesses. Bars and restaurants can now resume counter service with some physical limitations. And lodging facilities can now reopen to 100% capacity. In announcing the changes, Scott specifically referenced Fauci's comments. We're entering fall foliage. So we will be seeing more visitors. But as Dr. Fauci said, we're starting from a really good place. You can find more of Aaron's reporting on the COVID-19 pandemic and watch the full video of Dr. Fauci's remarks at btdigger.org. There were several local reporters asking questions at Tuesday's press conference. We used clips from Dr. Fauci's responses to Wilson Ring from the AP, Gordon Dritchelow from the Rutland Herald, and Andrew McGregor from the Caledonian Record. You're listening to The Deeper Dig, a weekly podcast from the VT Digger Newsroom. Search for it and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll get new episodes as soon as they land. We use music this week by Blue Dot Sessions and Chad Crouch. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Digger Newsroom. See you then.